It's been so long, I don't even know if I remember how to do this. But welcome back, Ian. Welcome back to the From the Stands podcast. What's going on, buddy? How you doing? I definitely forget how to do this. What's up, everybody? Uh, it's been a weird month, but we missed this. Excited to be back. Well, we're not alone either. We did bring a friend of the show along for our return to the podcasting community. Welcome to the show again, Murph. Murph, buddy, what's going on? It's been a weird month. Anything changed for you? Uh, I'm a dad now, so I'm really tired. Let's uh, go. But I'm pumped. You guys think this feels weird. I haven't done one since last year, so this is going to be this is going to be interesting. This is either going to be really, really great, or it's going to be a garbage fire. And either way, I'm here for it. Ian, I said the exact same thing. Uh, th- listen, guys, th- there's a lot of reasons why it's been a month. Um, we will get to that in later podcasts as we, as we start the swing here. Any number of things. This is um, it's a difficult time right now. It's it's tough, but here we are. Connor brought life into this world. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We're just going to find out in like 10 years. And all I wanted to do was talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs. But, but the NFL draft is tomorrow. So let's dive right into what we are getting to on this week's edition of the From the Stands podcast. And that is a little game that we are going to play. So myself, Ian, and Connor are all going to go in a draft of our own. We are going to pick for the team that is on the clock. I have the first pick. I believe, who has the second pick? Connor? Connor has the second pick. Ian has the third. And we will just continue to rotate through. We are picking as if we were the GM of that team. We may mention who we think that they're going to take tomorrow, but we are going to pick as if we were the GM of that team. And let's see how different it is compared to tomorrow. A couple of little things here. There will be no trades. Obviously, we will mention if we think that a team should look at a trade, but there will be no trades. Ian can't call Connor as as he is the San Francisco 49ers and decide, ah, we made a mistake. I want to trade back. No, can't do that. You have to pick in the spot. I, in full transparency, I'm not prepared for the NFL draft tomorrow, but I had a lot of fun diving into this, and I have a lot of opinions, and that is why I'm going first. Ian, did I miss anything? No, let's get it going. So on the clock, what is it? Isn't that? Did I get that right? That's pretty close. Uh, That's closer than I'm going to get. Am I going to lose the trademark? I think that's it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. There might be some some copyright infringement. So we got to be careful. on getting taken down. This podcast might get taken down if Ian actually plays it. Three minutes in. That's what it is. Since we're offbeat, it doesn't really matter. So on the clock with the first pick in the FTS NFL draft is the Jacksonville Jaguars GM'd by none other than me. So Take your time here. There's no rush. Take your time with this pick. So, like, the pick is easy. It's Lawrence. Um, but... I'm going to say that I have two things that I want to say, and then I'll get your thoughts here, guys. I am not like this guy's no doubt home run, Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, even Cam Newton level of confidence that this dude's going to be awesome. He gave me some concerns. It's tough to pick on a guy who lost like twice in his college career, but he has a bit of a, like a deer in a headlights thing to me. Like he, he almost like moves too quickly before the pressure's there, but then doesn't spot it other times. I might be nitpicking. I think he's clearly the best quarterback 
in the draft. Um, I know that I disagree with a lot of the pundits on who the second best quarterback in the draft is, but to me, it's Lawrence. And what actually really intrigues me is the team he's going to. I I, kind of like what the Jags are like on offense, DJ Chark, Marvin Jones, LaVisca Cheneau, but that's okay. James Robinson was really, really good last year. Like I've never heard of Chris Manahertz. So someone's gonna have to help me with that. And their offensive line, like we'll see. And their defense, like, Miles Jack was like a super stud last year. Um, I, I like Joe Schobert. I thought CJ Henderson was good. They got Shaquille Griffin from, from Seattle. So I, I kind of like the what's going on there. Like Josh Jones is the safety. He's the backup right now to Jared Wilson. So I, I kind of like the pieces that are there. It's still the Jags. We don't know what's going to come of this. But I actually like the landing spot for Lawrence. And it, I, I kind of like it better than what Burrow walked into last year with Cincinnati. Now I can't speak to the offensive line. He might be walking into Swiss cheese up there, but to me, we're taking Lawrence. I like the situation for him. I kind of like the Jag sneaky in that division now, but I'm not sitting here saying like he's a no doubt superstar either. Uh, I mean, look, the pick is obviously Lawrence. I, I think what sort of gets lost in the Lawrence talk is that, you know, when people talk about how he relates to the other no-doubters, like Andrew Luck, um, those type guys, Peyton Manning, I think they're talking about his polish, right, and how smooth his skill set is. When you watch Luck in college, yeah, I mean, he was a different type of guy. He was untackleable, you know, th- that type of player. But, you know, both of them were so smooth. Their movements were sort of beyond what the college game should be. And, look, it, it – and I, I get all that. I get all that, right? And, and again, I have to reiterate, Lawrence is the obvious pick. I do have some, some Urban Meyer concerns. We're going to talk about Jacksonville as a whole. Um, that's an imperfect science in terms of transitioning to the pros. And, you know, I, I think you're right. I think they do have some pieces there. I love the Marvin Jones signing. I think LaVisca Cheneau is really good. And, you know, Chark is interesting. You know, I, I think the offensive line is still going to need some work, although Cam Robinson um, is a damn good left tackle to start with. So look, Lawrence is the guy to me though, if Lawrence came out last year, not that he was able to, but if he did, I'd still take burrow and I'd take burrow today, but it's Lawrence. One thing on that urban Meyer point that you just made, I, I weirdly feel like it almost makes it boomer bust. Like if urban doesn't work out right. And Lawrence almost has a couple of years wasted and maybe, you know, doesn't quite develop the way that they want him to coming out of Clemson. I think it's going to be a pretty rough go for him. I, I think he's going to really have trouble stabilizing. Like as a, you know, like a, you're, you're drafting this guy because you think he's going to be at least a top 10 quarterback in the league. So that's where my expectations kind of are for him. But that if, if it works, I mean, urban, what urban ran at Florida and what he ran at Ohio state is as close as Lawrence is probably going to get in the NFL to what they ran for him at Clemson. So I think they weirdly have a chance for this to be seamless and perfect and awesome. And he'll do great year one, or it's really going to blow up the first couple of years. And this isn't Mac Jones at Alabama where it's like, you know, two of the best wide receivers in a generation playing together and it's just get the ball. And that last year Waddle wasn't there, but it's just get the ball to Smith, right? That, that, That wasn't their offense. He is very, very good. He's very athletic. He can move. He's quicker than you think. He's got great arm, arm talent. He's big. He fits the mold. 
I don't great. He's hair. awesome in RPO. Great hair. Like, he's really so, good. My only other concern about Myers that when's the last time he had a an actual quarterback, right? Because if you think of all the success that Urban Myers had in the last, I don't know, two decades, let's say, is a lot. Are we talking Alex Smith? Because think about it. Think about the guys. You know, obviously Tim uh, Tebow of Florida, and then at Ohio State, we're talking about the poopoo platter of and, and great and, and granted, great college players. But you know, JT Barrett, Dwayne Haskins, um, Cordell Jones. Cardell Jones, that's one. You know what I'm talking about? So he hasn't had a Lawrence, right? That type of player. So I am interested to see how well, he had Fields. He yeah, yeah, but he, even still, even still, wasn't there all that long. I just think it's interesting. I think it's something to monitor. It 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 is Lawrence, though. So um Connor, you're next with the Jets. You made it, man. You, I hate you got, this. You're in charge of the New York Jets. I did it. Look at me, mama. <laughs> I don't I don't want to say Zach Wilson, but I have to. You don't. You're in charge. It's up to you. Look, I yes, we are the quote-unquote GM right now, but I would for these first two picks like it's going to be Lawrence it's Wilson. Chalk. Yes. It's it's chalk. It, you, know, you can write it in pen. Uh, for the sake, for argument's sake, I'm going to say Wilson, and I'd rather open it up to a discussion on who you guys actually think should be number two. To be totally honest, like, yeah, the guy can make the throws, but he also lost to Coastal Carolina last year. Like, Fields is getting a lot of flack for playing a game without, like, probably 90% of his team, and I think it's kind of dog shit. But I don't know. I'll, I'll let you guys kind of go because just this subject in general is making me real hot. It's Fields. It, it should, it be, should fields. be Fields. No, and, but and I'm, an, I'm I'm happy for him that he's not going to this franchise because now I he'll have too. a chance. But it should be Fields. And for the Jets, I, I guess I get it, right? Like, he had a kid that went to BYU. Like, he's kept his nose clean. He doesn't drink. He doesn't drink caffeine. Like, he, you're going to have a guy. What does that have to do with stay, playing football? You're going to stay out of trouble in New York. Like, I get it. I get why you would want to take the safe pick. Uh, I don't. It's New Jersey. I'm trying to be devil's advocate here. Not New York. Just, yeah, I'd take the star potential. I mean, there is star potential with Wilson. I'm, because he had a crossbody throw Wilson in practice. No, let's let's not get it twisted. There is potential here. And I, I, if I you're like gambling him. on potential, if you're gambling on potential, I'd rather gamble on Wilson's potential than anyone else on the board. I Fields is close, but when I watch Zach Wilson, I see some of Russell Wilson. And that's not to say, obviously, that he's going to become that. Russell is one of the quarterbacks of this generation. But I do see some Russ. And at the end of the day, like, I'm not worried about size as much. You know, we're all still way too obsessed with that, right? Like, size is the reason guys like like Brandon Whedon and Tim Couch and those guys got drafted high. You go too much the other way. Yeah, You have to stop being enamored with that. Now, if a guy's five foot six and 140 pounds, obviously, we're having a different discussion. But, you know, it's not like Wilson is tiny. And by the way, yes, these these guys were the exceptions, but guys like Russell Wilson and guys like Drew Brees have both Hall of Fame level players didn't have an issue being short. We shouldn't freak out about it either. I see some Russ in Zach Wilson. I'm not saying he's going to be that, but I get it. I get it. And it, it if I'm the Jets, to me, it's Wilson. Because of all these players, 
if you could roll the dice that one of them was going to be better than Lawrence, Wilson is the guy. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't I'm very, know. I'm very not that guy. He had one good year in with a crazy offensive line and a great running game. You know who else had one good year? Yeah, Joe Burrow. He had the best year. That's different. Yeah, Zach Wilson was, did not. What was Zach Wilson? 43 touchdowns, like two interceptions. 33, Again. 33 and three. I understand. Well, I Oh, no, he wasn't. Touchdowns. No, sorry. sorry. Yeah, 33 and three. 33 and three. So I understand. But I'm not saying if I were the Jets, would I be this locked in from February onwards? No, of course not. Right. I would really want to be sure and and pit him and Fields against one another. They've been locked in on Wilson since the beginning. I, I I'm that I'm not in agree in agreement with. With that said, I totally get it. I, I don't totally hate the get guy, it. and that's part of the reason this kind of sucks. Because like I I still like Fields more. I've also been a Fields homer since he was in high school. So like you have to take everything I say about Fields with a grain of salt to a bit. But I really like Wilson. I want him to succeed with the Jets. He's got a good arm. Like he's going to make the throws that you need him to make. It's just a matter of buying him time and getting him, getting some weapons around him. Like I think he's. If you're a Jets fan, you're not mad that they're taking Wilson. Uh, well, I, I that I'm not so sure of. That I'm not so sure of. I, I think if they're, I let me just say I'm this saying right now. On. I'm saying right now I'm not mad they're taking Wilson. Put it this way: if there was a talent at the top of the draft, I mean, receiver, it's hard to pass up potential franchise quarterback for a receiver. I get it. But if there were a, if there was a tackle, like if, if Sewell was like 15 or 20% better, where he was like a no doubt franchise guy, Orlando pace level guy, then I could see if you're the Jets saying, screw it, let's roll with Darnold one more time and see. But, you know, unless you're going to take a tight end, or if you're going to take Jamar Chase, I, I just don't see that no doubt prospect that is worth passing up on a quarterback on and there are Jets fans out there who would have rode Darnold one more year but I agree with you Jets fans aren't going to freak out about this because of how the board has turned out the way it has right like I, I think if we had one more year of tape on Sewell that that maybe been would have been what happened like they maybe would have gone one more year with Darnold you know because we only really saw him play at 19 I'll, I'll talk more about that later but we only really saw him play as a 19 year old if we saw another year of tape and he was even better than he was at 19. Then we have I that think, discussion. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, the San Francisco 49ers are on the clock. And Ian, is the pick in? Are you ready? Oh, the pick's in. And, and look, the all of the tea leaves for the last, ever since San Francisco made the trade, whenever that was, six weeks ago, have said Mac Jones is the guy. You know, uh, Shanahan, I, I, I spaced on his name for a minute. Shanahan loves accurate quarterbacks. And you know, Mac Jones, 70% plus completion guy at, at Alabama. Yes, he is throwing to wide open guys. But I do think that we mischaracterize Mac a little bit, right? I don't think that three that three should be Mac Jones. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. To me, I think three should be Trey Lance. And again, I personally, I like Fields better. But when you what you see with Lance is the tantalizing upside that maybe you don't always see all the time with Justin Fields. Justin Fields doesn't have a progression problem. He doesn't struggle to go from read to read. He struggles to process it as quickly as you'd like sometimes. And again, that's not, you're splitting hairs with these guys. I love Fields. Fields should be a top five pick, but I like, to me, I would go Lance here. 
the the upside's too tantalizing. And if you're San Francisco, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. He's average to below average, somewhere in that neighborhood. And if Lance sucks, yes, it stings, but at least you took the swing. Now, Mac Jones isn't Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we hear that all the time. And that's that, I think if Shanahan convinced himself of that, then Mac is the guy. But to me, I'm not here to win 10 games a year. I'm here to swing for the fences, hit home runs, and and win Super Bowls. And to me, gamble on Lance. You know why you're wrong? I hadn't heard of Trey Lance until today. So, hey, maybe that's more me than, than the actual thing. That's I, definitely it's, it's a more you thing. It, it, I know it is. It's, it's tough because they didn't play last year, right? They played one game right before COVID shut down the entire season for them, right? So... Um, well, for him to play this last season, he would have had to play in the spring, which wouldn't have let him declare. Like it was just like yeah. overall, it was just such a bad scenario for him. Like I actually feel really bad for the guy. I don't I, hate Lance going there, honestly, because worst case scenario, they could run with Jimmy G next year and let right. Lance get up to snuff and kind of get up to speed a little bit. I, I think he's a guy that needs to wait a year, and I think if they sure. can do that, that's amazing for him. I think I think if they can do that, Lance might actually have a chance of being the best QB in this draft. And that's chance. And that's what you trade up for. If he Agreed. becomes that, I don't. I just don't like. I never liked the trade for the 49ers in the first place. Like they're good enough. They were ravaged by injuries last year. Like they're they were in the Super Bowl two years ago. And you're just going to move up to three to take a swing at a potential quarterback who has to sit out a year. I'm sorry, man. Like that that doesn't that doesn't fly for me. And you know, uh, you you guys good if I move to the fourth pick? Yep. Sure. So on the clock at four is Atlanta. This is another team that doesn't make a lot of sense to me being here. Obviously, they weren't sharpie. They weren't. They weren't as bad as the fourth pick, in my opinion. But here they are, this bad and picking well, this high. You know they, they can were thank so for that. fun last year. Dan, they were so Dan fun Smith, to watch. That's last what they can year. thank. They they're gonna they should trade this pick. They shouldn't take this pick. Dan Quinn, not Dan Smith. Dan Quinn. They should not make this pick. They should trade it. They should stockpile the assets. Like overall, I think that they have some de- a decent team. Like get a running back, some O line help, additional defensive assets. But that's not that's not the Falcons' mo. They're going to take. <laughs> so what I again, we can't trade. And, and I, if I am at, oh, fuck, if I'm if I'm the GM. I'm really struggling with this. This one's so easy, dude. I know, I know it is, but I, he's the I'm best struggling. player in the draft. He's the best player in the draft. I know, but they can't take Devonte Smith here. Um, he's not the best player in the draft. Devonte Smith is the best player in the draft. I they no, can't. Not. In my opinion, he is. My Fair. opinion. Okay, I'm. I'm sorry. He's the best that. player you watched in college football last year. Doesn't mean that he's going to be the best. That he is the best player in this draft for the NFL. Tight ends are never the best player in any draft. So this guy might be. Okay. So an OJ if, Howard if is going to be the best busts, player in every draft? If Pitts busts, I want you to get that tattooed on yourself. I'm not. I, I, I'm just not. So I'm the GM. They can't take they can't take a wide receiver with Julio and Calvin. They're not going to take they're not taking a quarterback. They we're not taking fields here. Listen, Hayden Hurst stinks. So it makes sense to slot in a dude who's like picture ready to play. Unguardable. And opens up everything for the wide receiver. So I am going to take Kyle Pitts. I'm going to, but I really struggled with it. And it wasn't as easy as you guys make it out to, to be because a Heisman Trophy winner who had 
literally, you know, me at quarterback is sitting right there ready to go. So it hurts. It hurts me. So let me, so really quick, just on pits. The reason pits make sense is because all of these teams now want two tight end sets. You know, they, they want to have, you know, the one guy that, that can block and run the short routes. And then they want the game breaker seam buster type guy. Pitts doesn't get enough credit for how good of a blocker he is. That's number one. And number two, he is game breaker, unguardable. He may be, he is the best pass catcher in the draft, regardless of position. And there's a reason there are reports coming out that teams are freaking out trying to get up to four, not to get a quarterback, to get Pitts. Um, there were rumors that I think that Detroit was looking. There were rumors that Dallas was looking. And look, like everyone wants Kyle Pitts, and it is unanimous across the league. But that doesn't happen. And chances are, if it is unanimous across the league, it's like that for a reason. If you're Atlanta, there is a roadmap. If you take Pitts here and you find a way to fill holes with the rest of the draft, that you could be a playoff team again. Provide Seeing what you get from Matt Ryan, Arthur Smith's a great coach. I have a real, real, real love affair for it with Atlanta right now taking pits. I love it. Let's do it. I'm less sold. But so, here we are. Connor, let's let's go to the Bengals. Can I say real quick on Pitts? Yep. A lot of people talking about him not being a good enough blocker. He also doesn't necessarily miss assignments. And I feel like for someone whose primary role is to be a pass catcher rather than being a blocker that's trying to open up holes downfield, I that's kind of a big deal for me. As long as you're just not missing guys, like it's really. Yeah. I don't need you to block like Gronk. I, no, I really don't. I really don't. You're, you're there as a weapon. I just need you to be like open. Yeah. Just give me like C minus blocking. As long as the rest of your skill sets is going to translate. Cause here's the thing, right? With that skill set at that size and those hands, what player forget position, what player is guarding him? No one. And he's still not big one. enough to learn how to block, too. It's not like he's not going to get better at it. He It's his job. He has to. Like, he he has to get better at Devin it. Devin White. He just does. Devin White can't, so. can't keep up with Pitts. I love Devin White. Devin White, A, not very good in coverage, and he can't keep up with Pitts. In the Pitts, Super Bowl, he was pretty good in coverage. What did Pitts, he's amazing. What did Pitts run? What was his 40? But it was on, it's, all, it's all unofficial, right? Because the combine was canceled? Yeah. Yeah, so he's got, so he's he, got, he's got the floor to stop clock there? Again, yeah, I'm not. I'm like not trying to shit on the guy. I watched him play four, four, four. He's awesome. I, I actually thought that he didn't. He play a lot of wide receiver. Didn't he play? Didn't he get spread out a lot in that? Played, in, in that, he played. Hey, Kyle, throw me the ball as far yeah, as you can. I know. I'm open. I, I, listen, you can't. You're not. You're gonna be feel really good. You're getting already. You're you're in the B to A minus draft range from a draft grade after this when you take Kyle Pitts. I, I, I so again for my job and my security, I like Kyle Pitts. I don't want to pass on Devontae Smith. But with Julio, I know he's not what he was. Calvin Ridley was balling last year. I'll take Pitts. So the Bengals are on the clock. The Jets and the Bengals. This Bengal- is going to see What a time to see be alive, the first Connor. Zig here. We're going to see the first zig here from Connor. I don't really know that it's much of a zig. I mean, the guy got hurt because he was knocked on his ass all season, man. Like, you got to protect Burrow. And, like, the two people we're picking between, like, both guys we haven't seen play since they were 19. So, like, either way, like, both guys have that weird, like, oh, what's this last year done to them? Like, I I, I just think you have to take the O-lineman here. I, I think Sewell's the best one of the bunch this year. This wide receiver draft is sneaky deep. I 
I think they're and we saw Burrow ball out with what he's got right now. It's it's not like we're talking about this team like they're going to be a sure shot playoff team next year, and they need to land this pick to do it. I I think you get the O line help, and I think that's also going to help them open up the run game a bit too, because I, I really think that Mixon struggles when nothing opens up at the line for him. Like so, it's just it's tough. He's not a guy that can necessarily bounce outside and break you know an insane runoff like we see guys like Dalvin Cook do. So you're not taking Joe Burrow's ex-teammate? I'm not. Okay, I'm I think Ryan Colville is crying somewhere right now listening to I'm this. I'm sorry, Ryan. But I want your quarterback to be healthy. I apologize. My bad. My bad, Ryan. It's yeah, and, and, and they already hit. One of Chase Sewell or Pitts, like they're dancing. Who, yeah. They don't care. Yep. Yeah, and they hit on Higgins last year, right? They did. So Higgins is good. Helps. Yep. Helps. I think they Higgins can take a receiver in the second round and be fine. Higgins isn't game-breaking good, though. No. Like, no neither, I love neither, Higgins. Neither is Tyler Boyd. He's, he's no, volume Higgins good. So, no. let me just say this on Sewell. I was with you till about two weeks ago. And then everything started to come out really about Chase and how he's looking in his workouts, et cetera, et cetera. And what teams do too frequently is when you're bad you just need to accumulate as much talent as possible now does that mean they should go out if they thought justin fields was the best player and put justin fields behind joe burrow of course not right but there is a need at receiver reason yeah right there is a need at receiver this guy this guy was was the number one option on a team that had justin jefferson on it and justin jefferson's the best rookie we've seen since odell beckham so how good is he then, right? And you're pairing your franchise quarterback with a franchise receiver. I, look, I, I get it. I get it. That said, they're dancing the streets. They get one of Pitt's sewer or Chase. They don't care. Look, and if they take Chase, I'm happy for him. Honestly, like, I, I really, really, really like Jamar Chase. I just, but, you, but you're GM and you're taking Sewell. I'm, t- I'm GM. I'm taking Sewell. Okay. I, I think it's going to help him out in the run game. I need to protect my quarterback that I think has the potential to be a top five quarterback. So then that leaves Miami on the clock with basically ev- every wide receiver still available, Ian. So what are they and doing? They're dancing. They are dancing because I think what's going to happen tomorrow night is Chase is going to go five, and I think that the Dolphins are going to be in a bit of a pickle because I think that's another team that would like Kyle Pitts and when he's not there because if Atlanta doesn't take him, someone's trading up to get him. He doesn't get past Cincinnati regardless. But if you're Miami and, and Chase is gone, let's say, because I think he will be, I think the decision between Smith and Waddle is harder than I thought it was two months ago because Waddle sort of looks like the prototypical receiver. And NFL teams are obsessed with that type of shit. So I wouldn't want to be the guy making that decision. Personally, I would go with Devon, I would go with um, I would go with Devontae Smith. Guy's always open for a reason. But I don't have to make that decision. Jamar Chase is here. Jamar Chase is the pick. Jamar Chase is the best receiving prospect we've seen since I, I can't even remember. I can't even remember Julio? the last time we saw a receiver this good. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. And I and, and, who, and, I, and I'm sitting and here Julio, like he's the best, he's the best wide receiver prospect since Devontae Smith, who's also and, on the board. And I, I agree. I absolutely adore Devontae Smith. But, you know, the thing with Julio may be the best receiver. Julio is your favorite receiver's favorite receiver. 
Like he may be, he won't go down as it, but he may be the best receiver we've ever seen. He won't go down as it. No. But I just mean in terms of his entire game, it, it, it may be that. And every time I think about Julio, I think about that catch in the Super Bowl. And this is the best, maybe the best wide receiver prospect since him. Gotta go Jamar Chase here. Honestly, the one thing that jumped to my head was Mike Evans in college because everyone was slurping Johnny Manziel, and yet it was actually Evans who was Evans who was the was stud. Sick. It was just throwing an up Evans and go get it. Um, so you're talking to a Mike Evans truther. I'm that guy pisses me off. That's so for on, another podcast. I'm on the board at seven. I got the Lions. So Sewell's gone. He would be kind of the the easy one here for them. By the way, Sean, sorry to cut you off. I just went through the drafts really quick. Julio Jones is the answer. Nice. So good call. Thanks, man. Um, so he's plugging. Sewell would have been plug and play here. The, the, the defense is atrocious, but it's a reach for a linebacker. Mm-hmm. They're not going corner again. Not this high after they went Okuda last year. Good call. So I'm going to take Devontae Smith. Right now, their, their wide receiver core is Tyrell Williams, Rashad Perriman, and Cephas and Geronimo Allison. Now, I could take Justin Fields here as well. But that would have to be a trade-up, I think. I think Dan Campbell, no, 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 no. Dan Campbell I, I, got a five-year deal. He got a five-year deal. They, they're cool. Yeah, they can I, slow I'm, build this thing. I'm taking, I think Devontae Smith is the best player uh, in this draft. So I get him at seven to at least a... I think he can make Jared Goff look good. You know, like he's one of those types of receivers, right? Obviously, I'm not saying Mac Jones is bad. I think he's, I think he's been, he was pretty good. And again, another guy who's still on the board. And just so you guys know, if it gets to seven and it went this way and Fields and Mac Jones are on the board, you got to think that someone's trading up to get Mac Jones or that they're just oh. taking Mac Jones and just saying, we'll take him. I got time. We don't need to be good. If anything, we want to suck. But I'm taking Devontae Smith because he makes my team better. And then I'm spending the rest of my draft capital on defense and just – Or tre- just trenches in general. Just hoping because, for the best. And, and this just feels like that, like Detroit, you know, really good receiver, and they're just not that good. But So the, the two notes on this, and then, Connor, I want you to jump in. I, I do not, this is not going to be a podcast where we slander Devontae Smith or his prospects in the NFL. Devontae Smith is the best college player, the, the best non-college quarterback I've seen maybe ever. I mean, like, absolutely dominant. Maybe the most dominant college wide receiver seen since, what, Randy at Marshall when he was just, like, clowning people? So, I agree with Sean. I think if in this case, if if Jones and Fields are still here, I think we do see a trade up. And look, like you can get tackles later in the draft. You can get offensive tackles later in the draft. There's enough solid ones. And I think that they can do that. They can build the rest of it. The, the last thing I'll say about Detroit is that they only have six picks in this draft. This is a team ripe if Sewell isn't there. This is a team that is ripe for a trade down. So you know, someone like Denver who maybe wants to hop up and get a quarterback, you know, New England, you know, maybe. Um, but with you know, that said, though, Ian, wants to jump up. I, I see it. Think of this. If Sewell does jump up, though, one of Chase, Smith, or potentially even like Pitts is available here. So you got it. Like those are three. No super, like super, yeah. super talented players that would be very hard to pass on. I, again, I agree with you. With only six picks in this draft, 
you got because they don't get the the Rams capital till next year. year. You, you got to think that they would look at trading down because even with putting Devontae Smith on this team, what does that really do for them? Unless Goff is going to fully reinvent himself and be a number one overall pick, right? So it, it's it's tough to me, but I, I'm in charge. I'm taking Smith. What are your thoughts on Smith, Connor? They don't have a lot of picks. If we're not trading down, you just have to take the best available guy. Like, it, it just is what it is. Like, that whole team is so bad. You just take the best available guy and move on. It doesn't – It position almost doesn't matter, right? You could have said Parsons. You could have said Sertan. You could have said Smith. I'm not blinking at any of them. And Detroit's dancing in the street with this. So, let's, let's, go, to, let's go to eight. Eight is Connor. He is Carolina. There you go. You got the Panthers. You're off your, your bad luck of, of terrible teams. But you're on the Panthers, Connor. Who, do you, who are you taking? This to be on draft day feels like an auto trade back. Yeah, I think so too. Like that's I literally the here, I think. That, that's the only note I have on this pick, even. But not not in our not in bought an hour draft because they just traded Teddy Bridgewater today. So, so now you don't have a quarterback at all. We know Darnold. Darnold. Oh yeah. Well, I guess so. I guess you don't have a quarterback at all. Could be possibly <laughs> true. Possibly, it could be possibly true. true, or could possibly be Tannehill 2.0. Like I, I don't think there's any middle ground. So, quick question before you go, Connor. I'm going to ask you this: Why is it not receiver? I think the biggest need is probably corner, but and they're not going to keep this pick. But let's assume that they do. Do we love DJ Moore? Right? Like, what am I missing? They got I, David Moore now. <laughs> the problem is corner. Samuel's gone, need, right? Yeah, for sure. But if you are like, we talking about corners, taking the best player again? Yeah, I think so. I think Sertan's probably Sertan is who I was going to say. So, like it was between him and Parsons for me right now. I just, literally the Ooh, the, the ties going to the guy that played the guy the ties going to the guy that played last season and was one of the best lockdown corners we've ever seen play college football. So agreed. I'm. I just I have to go Sertan here. It, it's chalk. It's boring. The guy's phenomenal. But that—that's who I have to pick here for them. I, again, this pick probably gets traded. I, I and I keep saying this: this is going to end up being such a deep receiver class. I, I think they're going to still have a chance to get someone in the second or even third round, maybe. Wow, wow! And that leaves the Broncos so, at nine. Let's quickly go. Let, let me quickly go through. We did forget Robbie Anderson. We got to put some respect on that dude's name. He was fantastic last year, and he reunites with Darnold. I think there could be some magic there. Um, sure. The, the Panthers did try and revamp their linebacking core, brought in Denzel Perriman, brought in Hassan Reddick. You know, again, I'm not huge on either of those guys. I, I prefer Reddick. They're fine. But they, they're going to help. Mm-hmm. They could use middle linebacker here. I could see Parsons going here. But yeah, I mean, their corners next year, Dante Jackson, AJ Bouye, Troy Pride Jr. and Rashawn Melvin has to be a corner. And if they keep the pick, it's Sertan. I agree. And they could trade back with the Patriots in this spot and get I think that's yep, what one happens. of the and get either well, Parsons at fifteen or yes. the kid from Notre Dame. They can get him too. Well that's even then, right? I mean they could trade back and they could still end up getting JC Horn, who's like I mean, as it's, good it's as, really it's right. it's one A, one B at corner yeah. right now. So like they're they again, this gets traded. I think they're gonna be fine, but it's right now I have to take Sertan. You're on the clock, Ian. Denver Broncos are picking at nine, and there's two this quarterbacks is, here. This is my favorite team of the entire draft. I believe 
wholeheartedly, I believe that New England trades up with either Detroit or Carolina to go get Fields or Mac Jones. I believe that that happens. In our pick, but in in reality, in, in, in reality, I'm saying. In, oh, in reality, because in reality, you think Lance is going to go third and not and re- Mac Jones. Because this is the conversation we need to have. If Mac Jones doesn't go three, where does he go? Mm-hmm. Right. That, right. There's yeah. an argument. There's an argument that if New England trades up, he's what Chicago at twenty. Vegas is 17, right? So we start to have that discussion of where is Mac Jones going? And I bet you any money that in our 15-pick draft, Mac Jones isn't going to go. And look, I think that someone that New England's going to jump up and get Fields to jump Denver. If Fields is here for Denver, they are taking Fields. I believe that wholeheartedly. On my actual draft, the one that I'm including trades, I have I have Rashawn Slater here, the offensive tackle. But in our draft, Justin Fields is still available. Justin Fields was the number two prospect all the way throughout the year. Justin Fields is going number nine to Denver. And if you're Denver and you get Justin Fields, you don't have to trade anything to get him. Cut. You can cut Drew Locke and no one will give a shit. Trade him for a seventh or a pick swap, six and seventh. See you later. No one's going to care because Fields at nine is a heist. I can go in Justin Fields. I have no other points. I think it's a great pick. And with this team, I think it'd be great. It'd be outstanding. Are you kidding mm-hmm. me? Judy, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton coming back, Noah Fant, Melvin Gordon in the back. KJ Hamler. Like, KJ Hamler. Like this is a loaded, load potential, really, really great team. I mean, that's just it. Like he's the total package. He showed it his pro day that he could run too. I mean, he showed it with Ohio state that he could do it obviously, but he really showed it his pro day. He was able to kind of flash it a little more than you can actually really see in pads, but he, the guy's so accurate deep. I think this would be like, yes, Jerry Judy would obviously benefit from this. So would Sutton, but you hit the nail on the head there, Sean. Like if somehow this happens for Denver, if I'm KJ Hamler, I'm dancing because I literally just have to run straight for a living now. That's it. Like I just, I, this guy can make every throw you want him to like. And his ball placement is elite. Elite It's insane. It's insane, man. Like I just, I love the compete in this dude too. Like I, the national title game, I felt kind of bad for him. Like he was obviously hurt. Like there's no way he played through that game without some sort of court, like cortisone shot. Like it just, it was what it was, but like watching him play in that Clemson game, like that was phenomenal. Like it was, and it was phenomenal to watch him bounce back too after the really bad string of three games when Ohio state was dealing with the COVID issues. Like I just, I love that dude. I'm going to rip the bandaid off now. Cause I don't, I, we don't have another two hours to talk about him, but he's, if this happens on draft day, I might actually buy a Denver Broncos field jersey. Like I might buy one for myself and one for my dad. Like just be like, you're a Broncos fan again here. <laughs> I uh, I have I have nothing to add. It would be a great fit. I, I, I hope we I get just, it. Now in every mock I've seen, Fields is available at nine. So we could see it. And yet every mock I read, he's not going nine, which seems crazy to me. But here we are. Dude, uh, this is what's nuts too. Sorry, not to cut you off, Sean, but yep. whoever did the smokes like I'm whoever did this smoke screen job on fields, like deserves a raise. Yeah, imagine if he someone, falls for someone, someone and you're like, who did this? <laughs> someone someone down there was literally just like, 
I really like that guy. I got to go to the press and talk about his work ethic and just like slandered the hell out of him. And he's been falling ever since. Like, I just, I love that dude. I, I love the dude. I want what's be- I And it's honestly probably better off that he falls down this low anyways. Yeah, I kind of like it too. All right, so let's get to 10, and then we'll we'll go quickly through the final five picks. So on the clock is Dallas. Do I just YOLO and take Waddle and just watch the world burn? And just be like, I'm taking Waddle. I'm trading. Who's the, who's the other guy? Not CeeDee Lamb. Cooper, uh, Cooper, not Cooper. Cooper and, uh, and who's uh, the other guy? Gallup. 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 And just trade like Michael Gallup for something. He was available last like, year. And just like, couldn't Jerry Jones just be like, that boy's got some got some gumption. I'm br- I'm bringing in Waddle. I'm bringing in Waddle. It's like I like saying his ta- name. Are you taking? I like Waddle? saying his name. No, I'm because I'm talking like Jerry Jones might be just like love saying that boy's name. Waddle. Waddle. He's probably mad that he can't take him right now. Like, no, he's I, mad. He's like, <laughs> I want to I want to take him just because of his name. I'm not saying he should or he actually wants to because of his ability, but I think it'd be really funny. Waddle's really, really good. And the fact that he's like out of, out of the top 10 in the draft like this is is pretty crazy. But no, I, I'm going to take a J.C. Horn. Um, this is one of the worst secondaries in football, uh, if not the worst last year. They, I think they gave up like 27 throwing touchdowns just to corners, something crazy like that. It's just, you know, forget about like over the top safety help or to linebackers over the middle, like just just corners. So... Uh, they're they're bad and jc horn's really 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 good um there's a connection there with mike mccarthy i think mike mccarthy coached joe horn who's jc's jc's dad um and then uh, there's some other connections there i just it feels too right and i'm not going to pass on an alabama defensive player especially one this good like they normally do okay so i'm going to take jc horn at 10 oh i i think he's the no-brainer right i mean between him and sertan as as connor said earlier 1a 1b you, you really can't go wrong here. So um, I like Horn. I, I think that I, I think Sertan is the guy because I think Carolina's trading down. But in this particular mock, J.C. Horn is the best guy left. Uh, I do think it's kind of funny that every year Dallas seems to need a corner. Um, and I just really hope J.C. Horn bucks that trend. I, a lot of people actually still think he's the best corner in this draft, even over Patrick Sertan. So if he falls to the Cowboys, they're dancing. Yeah, and I think the only reason that the Cowboys wouldn't, it's the same reason that the Bengals wouldn't or the Raiders wouldn't. It's right. because they have cornerback, you know, they have cornerback-itis. You know, they're scared to take one because they've done it so much before. You know, it feels like the Raiders, every damn year they're taking a corner. Last year was Damon Arnett. You know, it feels like every year they're doing this. So either that or they're paying one lavishly in free agency. Cincinnati's the same way. Drake Kirkpatrick on and on. You know, Mackenzie Alexander down on and on down the list. So, you know, that would be the only reason not – sorry, not Mackenzie Alexander. William Jackson's the guy I'm thinking of. That would be the only reason not to. So, again, I think, you know, when you talk about Sertan and you talk about J.C. Horn, you're talking about two guys who aren't just Pro Bowl potential. They are all pro potential. These are guys that are, you know, at the level of, you know, the Xavier Howards of the world. And, you know, we're talking, you know, we're we're talking, you know, the kid, you know, Marshawn Lattimore out in, you know, New Orleans. Those are the type of players. Marlon Humphrey, those are the type of players we're talking about. So let's get to 11, and these are the last five picks. And we'll uh, let's power through these ones. On the clock, 
are the G-Men, the New York Giants. And Connor is picking for the Giants. Who are you taking at 11, Connor? God, that front seven on defense needs help. It's balls. <laughs> it's really Leonard Williams bad. is way too important there. Yes, I agree. It's really, 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 really bad. And it's unfortunate that this is happening in a year where all of the defensive ends or edge rushers seem to be guys where you're probably waiting a year to find out what you're actually getting. Correct. Uh, and I think because of that and because of who's still available, I have to take oh. Parsons here. Oh, thank God. Ooh, Parsons. So, I, I Look, so my question on Parsons, and you're going to know better than me, because Parsons sat, la- sat out last year, right? Yep. Penn State guy? Mm-hmm. I'm back or you, baby. So my question on Parsons is, what does he do different than Blake Martinez? Like, why will they work together? And I'm not doubting it. I'm just asking you from a football perspective. Why will Parsons and Martinez work? Uh, I mean, for all we know, they could not work out together. But, I mean, it, you're getting a guy that knows how to finish his tackles. That's super. I mean, we see so many linebackers get taken where they were great tacklers in college. But at the next level, they don't seem like they can really finish. And I think Parsons is going to be a guy where that's almost seamless. Um, almost to a point where in college it seemed like he'd almost overread what was supposed to happen and he'd almost beat the play to where it's supposed to be. And he, a lot of people think he almost overreacts to stuff because of that. I just, I think he has good instincts. His range is really good. Like you, you could almost run in two linebacker sets with him at certain times if you needed to. Like I just, he's a crazy athlete. Yeah. I just think he gives you too much flexibility in the middle of the field to be able to do different stuff against different teams. Well, you passed on. Someone who maybe someone in the division is going to not be thrilled that was passed on. So Ian is now in charge of the thirteenth of uh, the twelfth pick, the Philadelphia Eagles. Tomes, listen in, Bello. Who do we got, Ian? Oh, it's Jalen Waddle. Lock it in his yeah, stone. If he's and there. look to look to me, a couple things. Number one, there is a universe where the Giants take Waddle as a spite play, particularly if Horn and Sertan are both gone, because those are all positions that the Eagles need is corner and wide receiver. So I, I could see a little bit of, you know, interdivision hatred there. That'd be cool. um, it'd be amazing. With that said, Giants just paid Galladay. Sterling Shepard's there, and he's, you know, okay. You know, Engram is coming up. They're going to have to pay him soon. I mean, it's not like they're world beaters, but it's something, right? It's not like Slayton. the Eagles. Right, Slayton is another one. Good call. So, you know, it's not like there's nothing there. So I, I could see Waddle going 11 purely from a talent play in my actual mock. I, I think that it's going to work out where Waddle goes six to the dolphins. Uh, I think, you know, b- them b- picking between Waddle and Smith is going to be really hard, but I, I think they're going to go Waddle because again, not because I think they should, but because he fits the prototype that NFL teams want to see more with that said, if the Eagles could trade down from six to 12 and get Waddle and get that extra first, it's, an unbelievable piece of business. I think they go waddle here. And again, you know, I, I do think, and, and Peter Schrager said this the other day, and he's absolutely right. NFL teams have this weird obsession with, well, he plays and he was available. And you know what? What did Waddle do in the championship game? Well, he came back to play. Now, was he a factor? Not necessarily, but football guys love that. And Schrager made that point, and I completely agree. There's no way Waddle, Smith, and Chase, any of them, if they're available, get past 12. It's Waddle here. Well, I think 13 is the easiest pick of the night. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Protect Justin Herbert. That's Mm -hmm. it. 
That's it. I know Connor went with the same thing with Joe Burrow, but I think with the talent available up there at five, it's going to be tough. Like right now we're looking at San Diego, who is really good. And they just don't win games because they're San Diego. But like from a talent perspective, they got a lot of talent. I could see them, you know, potentially using the entire clock to talk cornerback because their secondary is never healthy. Like is Derwin James playing this year? We think so until he isn't. Chris Harris is never healthy either. So I could see them having a meeting about it. But to me, it's Rashawn Slater, the the tackle out of Northwestern. Uh, It's just they're taking – he has he's 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 played both left and right tackle in college. It's been really good. They're take they're taking alignment, and they just got Balaga, so they brought him in yep. to be yep. so he can be uh, you know the backside help. But that's what they're, t- they're going to take. They're going to take a line lineback, uh, uh, offensive lineman. That's what they're taking. Lock so I in. like that. I really like that. Um, I think they're taking a tackle too. You could make an argument that you know maybe they need a linebacker in the Kaiser White spot. Again, they took Kenneth Murray last year. I don't see that happening. They can get one later. With that said, one thing I do I, I do want to float to you and see what you guys think. What about the Chargers? Again, not in our draft, but in the real draft. What about a trade up to seven with Detroit to go get Sewell? Again, Sewell in our draft is gone because Connor took him with Cincinnati. But in the real draft, there is a there's a lot. A, a lot more mocks than you look at than 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 what you don't have Sewell being there at seven. Do we like the Chargers moving up to seven to get Sewell? I don't. They're in love with him. Yeah. Tackle. Yeah. I, I think Connor Sewell right. on the, the West Coast. The difficult thing here, though, is again, and I've like I said, I wasn't really paying attention to the draft, and then the past two nights, all I've done is is in between writing emails and work is read mock drafts, right? And he's he's rated higher than Sewell in some of these mocks. So some people think that he, that this dude's got something. So if you're getting someone who's pretty good and you just signed someone who's most likely going to be your left tackle, you can let him grow with Balaga. Whereas with Sewell, like you're plugging him in at left tackle. Like he's playing left tackle. He has to. So to me, I wouldn't do that. And as since I'm the GM, I'm not trading up, even though I don't have the choice. I would not trade up to seven to go get him. I'm okay Blaga here. can Hort- play right tackle, though. I'm ho- I'm hoarding my asset here. That's what okay. I'm doing. I'm hoarding my assets for a team like San Diego, who is even like no matter what they do in this draft, they're not walking out of here as a title contender. They're, they'd be like a frisky playoff team, in my opinion. So why trade away? You'd have to give up a first to move up six spots in this draft. So why would why would San Diego do that? We just saw it with. I know that uh, San Francisco went to three. But you got to think that you're getting a first, maybe two seconds to get to go up those those six spots. To me, I, I'm I'm staying put, and I got Slater, and I'm happy. Depends. I, I think there, and I want Connor to jump in here. I, I think depending on the tape that you watch, and depending on who you who you read or who you talk to, that Sewell is that level of tackle, right? Like. Again, I think the evidence suggests more and more lately that you don't have to get a great tackle in the first round. Like the guy I always think of is is Cam Robinson with Jacksonville when, you know, I could never figure out why he was falling and falling and falling. Then they took him to the top of the second round. And he's been, you know, other than his injury, he's been good. So I think part of that comes to play. But if they think Sewell is a generational tackle, I understand wanting to go up and get him because your greatest asset is Justin Herbert and you need to protect him. The so, thing is, but he hasn't played in two years, right? That that's for Sewell. That that's ha- has to work against him a little bit here. Well, Just where did Sewell to... go to school? Uh, Sewell went to school at Oregon. Yes. Where did Justin Herbert go to school? 
Uh, you're probably right, but I, I'm still not. Ta- I'm still not d- giving up a bunch of assets to move it. up to do I that. I get it. I just wanted to throw it out there, Connor. No, what are your fine. thoughts on Rashawn Slater? I mean, I like the guy a lot. I really, I think that we're going to be really surprised next year to see how seamless he translates to the league. I actually think he is more league ready right now than Sewell probably is. I just think that you have to take Sewell's upside. And I think if the Chargers are in love with him, then they have to actually have a serious conversation about trading up. What do you think Slater's 40 like, was? 69. A 4 eight. I actually have no idea. I have no idea. Four, I was going to say eight, a 4 eight. Eight. Wow. I, I don't. That's yeah. That is crazy for a man who weighs three hundred and four pounds. Um, all right, let's go to let's go to fourteen, Minnesota. That By the way, common. to me, this is the least interesting team on the board, right? So uh, I love now, that I got like dumpster fire teams and then vanilla ice cream right at the end. Right, uh, tell me they're not vanilla, right? <laughs> Quarterback is Kirk Cousins, blah, and then you know you talk about the rest Dalvin of the right now. Cook. Love Dalvin Cook, love Justin Jefferson. I love Irv Smith too. Right, offense is fine. You know, the, the offense is good. The, the the linemen are good. They have great defensive linemen, all of whom were injured last year. And then the rest of it, you know, I like Eric Kendricks, but it's just sort of like blah. I don't know. They don't excite me because because they're, they're going to take a lineman tomorrow. That's why they don't excite you. But Connor, you're in gonna, charge, and so who are you taking? I was really hoping you weren't going to take Slater with that last pick, so I wouldn't have to think about it. But here we are. So I'm going to stall oh. a little bit and buy some time and take Caleb Farley. The corner. The, the, dude yeah. who's, the dude who's hurt. And just yeah. got COVID. And, wow. 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 That is the first shocker we've seen. Wow. Okay. okay. Talk us through it. I mean, to steal a phrase from McShay, right? Like, I really like to see defensive backs that kind of have oily hips and move really smooth. I think he's got that and then some. Like his his feet are phenomenal. Like I, I just I think if he was if he didn't deal with the injury issues, we'd be talking about him being the first or second corner taken in this draft. I I love his upside. I really, really, really do. I think you can move him around too. Like he can play slot corner if needed. I just I really like what the guy's able to do. I it's either this or they take it they're the first team to take a defensive end, and I'd rather gamble on the upside of a defensive back in this in the first round of this draft, then reach on a defensive end. Well, let's quickly recap because then we know. And then Ian, I want you to let us know some notables that are available, and then make your final pick. So at one, the Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence. The Jets at two are taking Zach Wilson. The 49ers take Trey Lance. The Falcons take Kyle Pitts. The Cincinnati Bengals take Sewell. Miami Dolphins take Chase. Lions take Devonte Smith. The Panthers are taking Sertan. The Broncos are running away, taking Justin Fields. The Dallas Cowboys are taking J.C. Horn. The Giants take Parsons. The Eagles take Waddle. The Chargers take Rashawn Slater. The Vikings take, who'd you just take? Farley? Caleb Farley. Yeah, take Caleb Farley. And at 15, there are some notable names here, all coming down to the New England Patriots with Ian with the final pick of the FTS NFL draft. Take a caker, coward. So to me... (laughs) To me, I think, you know, notable guys on the board are, you know, the offensive guard, Bear Tucker. I think he's the type of person that can play every position on the line, and that has value. I, I think, you know, going to Minnesota is where I had him. I think that is a, that is a, a very interesting landing spot for him. Um, you know, another tackle, Christian Derisaw, that's another guy um, who I could see sort of in this neighborhood. Um a guy I expect to go earlier than people think is Najee Harris. And I don't think that he goes 
he doesn't fall past 24. If he's sitting on the board with Pittsburgh picks, Najee Harris is going to be in black and yellow. I, I firmly believe that. Um, I actually could see him going as early as the pick after this one to Arizona, which would be amazing for a variety of reasons. Take that, Coville. Um, but with number 15, in my actual draft, I have a trade down. I think Carolina trades down to this slot. New England jumps up to get fields to jump the Broncos. But in our draft, there's no trades. So I think New England, if you're New England right now, you're sitting at 15. You've waited. Now, if you're New England and you've waited this long, chances are you're doing a trade down as always. But I think if you're here and he's available, I think Mac Jones is the guy. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you know, if Mac Jones doesn't go to, if we had this conversation, right? If Mac Jones doesn't go at three, where does he go? Well, you know, you could talk yourself into, you know, a trade up scenario, or you talk yourself into Denver at nine. You talk yourself into, you know, New England at 15. And then it's, you know, maybe Vegas, maybe Chicago, maybe two, maybe Washington football team. So th these are all guys, late teens, early twenties. So I, the reason for New England is, Hey, clear need that's check, check number one. Check number two is I think I think Mac is somewhere in the middle. The love affair that Shanahan seems to have for him feels excessive. And the hate that people seem to have for him that he's like Jimmy G checked down Charlie Whitehurst. I, I think that's unfair. I think he's somewhere in the middle. And if you're New England, you you blow these picks anyway. The Kill Harry's, the Sonny Michelle's happens every year. So if you're gonna gamble on getting one right, why not gamble on the most important position? And you can sit Mac for a year, although my guess is he'd beat Cam Newton at a camp. But at 15, Mac Jones feels a lot better. It feels better at 15 than he would at three. So if you're New England, you don't have a great track record anyway. Take your shot on the most important position. Go Mac Jones. Feels weird that we didn't call like a defensive lineman in any capacity here. Right? Terrible draft. Doesn't that... Feels weird. Like there's no Jamar Chase, Derek Brown... You know, even Quinn, especially Williams after the last two years three ago, years. or Nick Bosa, Cleveland Farrell. Oh my God, Cleveland Farrell at four. Holy Jesus, that's terrible. Um, Go Raiders. It, it, you know what, buddy? It makes sense. Uh, this was a lot of fun. It was really, really good to be back. Didn't want to share it with anyone else but Connor, uh, even though we asked two people before him, but we didn't want to share it with anyone right. else but him. Just because he had a son. He has he had a a son. I know he had a kid. This is great. So he's sitting in his condo foyer. And just banging out a podcast. But um, as much as I really wanted to talk about the Leafs, there's, a, there's been so much that's happened there. There's been so much that's happened with the Raptors. And we're going to get to all of that as we continue our regular cadence back. We're going to do this once a week. Ian and I are going to make sure that we make the time. There's most likely next week is going to be no guest, but then we're going to get a couple of guests lined up for the future weeks. It'll be a little bit of a draft recap between my brother and I. And I know you boys are excited. We got the Zoom ready for tomorrow. Might have to record it, although George is on, so might have to cut the entire thing. Who knows? Might have some fun with it. But, Connor, thanks for coming on, buddy. We really appreciate it. Um, get back to your, to your son. Ian, sign us off of the podcast. First of all, shouts out little Emmett Murphy. I can't wait to have that little draft. dude on the podcast. What a gem. I'm so glad he's here. I can't wait to meet him when all this COVID shit's over. And guys, I know we're close, or at least we feel close. Go get your vaccines. Continue to wear your mask. Let's get through this. I love you guys. Good to be back.